Recording in progress. Back at you. How we do? Primo. Jigaman. History in the make. Let's go. Spit the murder, murder, murderous. My, my, my murderous shit. Uh, 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 uh. I keep the gangster, gangster, gangster. Get, get, the gangster. Fit. Feel me? Uh, I spit that Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Yo, career crook. Nobody rap Brooklyn like me. Jigger man, volume three. I'm packed looking like me. Stop the presses. Baby girls, drop your dresses. BK, lick a shot for big pop in heaven. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another edition of This Is Recorded Podcast. Joined with a young entrepreneur, you know, somebody out there on his grind, getting to it, trying to make it happen. Please introduce yourself as your name and socials and everything. Hi, hello everybody. My name is Kareem Thomas, Brooklyn, New York. My company is Range Pralines. So basically, I make praline uh, candy. Um, bag them up, sell them. Uh, I have my own website. I'm in a, just got into a brick and mortar. And that's a, a s- small sample oh, of it really quickly. And the name of the website and the social. Oh, name of the website. Thank you. N- name of the website, just like the name of the bag, Ring Pralines. Uh, the social media, Instagram, also Ring Pralines, R E A M S P R A. L-I-N-E-S. Super easy. Um, as soon as you type up rings, I should I should definitely start popping up. Definitely. Okay, okay. So New York, man. New York is known for the hustle. So where did you see the hustle coming up? Do you see it in your parents? Do you see it in the heartbeat of New York? Where do you think you seen the uh, hustle? I seen it, I've seen it everywhere. Seen it in my family, seen it just like you said in the heartbeat of the streets of Brooklyn, New York, and just New York in general. Uh, aunts, uncles, friends. Um, being in New York is kind of like by nature, you have to have a side hustle. Um, you have to have a hustle in general. So, and you, somebody like me, I just didn't like working for other people. And I guess I was just looking for that, that, that way out that, that made sense. And, um, no, I've never saw my father work for anybody except for when I was a child. Um, he used to work in the dry cleaners. And even and even then he kinda like ran the show. So when that when that kind of went, he just went straight entrepreneur and worked for himself. My mother uh worked for the New York Stock Exchange, but her side hustle was baking cakes, uh baking pies, pecan pies, uh cupcakes. So anything you could think of baking, um, she was doing it for her friends, family, co-workers. Somebody needs a birthday cake. My mother was making it. So I kind of grew up. My mother, I kind of grew up watching both of them. Uh, those are people I guess easily you could say closest to me because uh, that's my mother and my father. So I kind of watched them. And my father used to always kind of try to get me to do little things on my own as a as a as an as a side hustle to, to make my own money. So I guess I just I guess it just wasn't the right thing. So once I found the right the right product, um, which um, which the whole story behind it is, I came home. My mother was making pralines because she went to Crackle Barrel. They put them on the pancakes. I tried them. I was like, "Oh, these is really good." 
And I said to my mother, I was like, hey, I think I could, I think I could upgrade these a little bit. So I started playing around with them using all kinds of ingredients, uh, cinnamon, brown sugar, vanilla, different kinds of salt. And that's what I got what I have now, rings, rings, pralines. But um, I always felt it was in my destiny to be an entrepreneur, to work for myself. I, uh, I originally went to school for architectural engineer. And my goal was to always, as soon as I get a job, learn what I can learn, start my own firm, always start my own firm. And unfortunately, because of, of finance, I didn't have the uh, the money to keep going to school. So just kept working, working, working. And when I found this, it was just like, just, let's, just, let's just take it to the next level and just keep working on it. Yeah, and it's smart what you said because I follow somebody, I think it's Derek Grace um, on Instagram. And he says, as far as jobs and stuff is infiltrate, educate, vacate. It's like go in there, figure it out figure out how you want to do it and get out of there because I think it's just something special about owning your 24. He talks about owning your 24 hours in a day, being able to do what you want, and also, like, not even knowing what day it is because you're not on nobody's schedule. You're on your own schedule. So, of course, you're going to know certain dates and stuff like that, but in life, you're just living on to the sound of yeah. your own drum. You know, it's something special like that, man. Yeah, and I'm uh, pretty sure people go through it. You know, everybody goes, hey, what's – uh?" What's on today again? But it's a difference when you're saying that because you're moving to the beat of your own drum. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody <laughs> wants that, but I think, like we talked about a little bit before we got started, that consistency and that hard work, it's like everybody accepts a paycheck because they know whether I give 100 or 10%, as long as I show up to this job, I'm going to get paid every in, in two weeks. But when you're doing it on your own, you got to work probably 80 hours in a week doing it on your yeah. own. Figuring it out, trying to hustle, trying to get things together, and everybody don't want that. So I think most people just settle for that, you know, every two weeks I'll just get this paycheck, even though I hate it here, I don't like the people I work with, yeah. I don't like anything, I just end up being here, you know, you know. so that's something special. Yeah, you get, um, you get comfortable, yeah. and being an entrepreneur, you have to learn how to be, uh, you have to learn how to be, uh, comfortable and uncomfortable positions right okay so you have to literally live in an uncomfortable like avenue and like yeah. build that studio not still build that luxury apartment on like uncomfortable avenue yeah. and like make and make it yours you know what i'm saying like um once you get comfortable being uncomfortable certain situations even if it's a new one you just be like you'll you'll go back in your, in your memory and your brain and kind of try to like, what situation was I in similar to this and how can I use that? Or even if you don't, that fear is kind of out the way. Yeah. When um, I went to Old Tababu, my friend is a chef, I went to Old Tababu to debut my product. And I, I didn't have a bag, I didn't have nothing. All I had was pralines. And um, I put them in um, a plastic container I had like a little tote bag. I was so embarrassed to walk in it. Like I was so embarrassed. I felt like I was I wasn't prepared. I felt like I didn't have the proper presentation that you're supposed to give. So nervous. It took me about five minutes just to walk inside. I'm just literally just standing outside, talking like, "What am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? Are they gonna laugh at me? Are they gonna even trust the product?" I went. I saw the guy. He was a chef. He was having an event. First time meeting me, first thing he said was, hey, this is my good friend. He's a great chef. 
And I was just like, oh shit, the pressure's on. He's he's throwing me up. He's basically throwing me an alley. Yep. He's basically throwing me an alley. And it's like, to me, this is like game seven of the final and I better dunk this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and um, uh, I debut my, I bust open a container. People start trying it. They start telling me how good, good it is. I was so nervous. I had to walk back out and go to the bar and get a drink and then come back in. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I came back in, people were telling me how good it was and just like, Woosah moment. Yeah, I, I think what you're saying is something important, and I think that's what entrepreneurs have. They have that ability, like, when it's like they can knock that fear down. Like, they just go at it, and they like, look, we either going to win or we going to lose. And, like, they don't care. But most people, like we said, the people that just work every two weeks, they just want to win every time they want that check at the end of the two weeks. But not knowing if you go try something different, go and show off your new product and it goes to the moon in six months, you could have a whole different life trajectory and you wouldn't have even known because you wouldn't have tried. You would have just been like, yeah, I'm just going to go back to work because I know I'm going to get this paycheck at the end of the two weeks. But, you know, it's just a part of that entrepreneurship, part of that hustle, man. People got to, you know, just go out there and try something. Something about hustling, something that's good, too. I don't know. Have you seen uh, they had the Derek Jeter documentary on ESPN oh, lately? Yeah, I did. I, I saw I saw pieces of it. I, I, did, I didn't watch it like the way I watched the Jordan documentary. Oh, but it's definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's definitely def- the same level of, like, insanity and competition like Derek Jeter had, kind of like Jordan. But nobody knows because Derek Jeter didn't really talk like that. Yeah, that's one of the things I definitely saw in the documentary. Him, uh, them talking about how how reserved and how quiet he was, but he was definitely like hungry. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely. And, hungry. and that's part of that hustle. <laughs> now, do you remember when a special time in New York in '99 when the Knicks was um, going on that playoff run, went to the championship? Please, please no, 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 no. Yeah. Not talk about that. <laughs> that was man. It was crazy because. You know, I was born in New York, but we moved when I was like six to Virginia, but I would always go back and everything. But I just so happened to live in New Jersey at that time that the Knicks was on that crazy run. So I would go Uh to New York like every weekend. So, man, I was going to New York. And then when they made the playoff run, they had this sign in Times Square like, oh, push sign if you want the Knicks to go all the way. So, man, I signed that thing and I knew after that I was like, oh, man, they're going to win now. I put my stamp on it, man. They gonna win. They gonna do it, man. They got to the Spurs and got whooped. I mean, four zero. We ain't win not one game. It's like yes. wow, man. Yeah, he wasn't playing back then. The Spurs yeah. he definitely wasn't playing at that time. It's just like being a Knicks fan. You just kind of know, man. It's just like oh, we gonna get let down, man. It's just one of the worst relationships <laughs> to be in because it's like. You stay in this relationship with the Knicks, and it's like they just always let me down, man. And yes, it's almost like a, a mental abusive relationship. <laughs> it's literally, it's like you know, you you trying to figure out why you stay in it, and it's just like you don't know. It's just your love for the Knicks. You love them, and it's like, oh God, they just never do you right. Yeah, they they give you moments of. Um... Like in a relationship where they give you moments of like clarity and like, oh, it, it might be all right. <laughs> yeah, and then they just let you down, man. man. So, how was school for you growing up? Like going in high school and everything? Cause oh, hated school. Yeah, <laughs> hated school. I don't know if that's like, like I don't know how many people 
And one of the things you you see like with entrepreneurs, you always see like like entrepreneurs dropping out at some point, like in college or like your know, high school. I wasn't really was really my thing. I just I barely got out. You know, I just for I got a city job or whatever. But yeah, like I never I never enjoyed going to school. Um, school wasn't it wasn't difficult. Like probably like most kids in America, math is the hardest thing for me. But like everything else, I was able to get like seventy five zero, no problem. Um, but like as far as like as um, creativity goes, school wasn't it. Yeah, it, and they, I was stunting your growth, man. It, it really is like you know in other countries and stuff. Um, my wife told me like Europe, different things. In ninth grade, they start putting you towards what you're going to end up doing in your life. Because, like, those other years, it just leaves time literally to get in trouble because you're so burnt out. You've been doing school from kindergarten to ninth grade, and then you're like, man, like, what are we even learning this for? We're learning things that's not going to help us in life. If you go to a public school, they're not giving you the greatest tools. It's just literally like a grown-up daycare at some point. Yeah, I tell people all the time, it's like some of these jobs, some of these, like, jobs that you need college degrees for a basic college degree like a mature high school kid can do some of these jobs like mature high school kid that's 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 well and that's pretty good on, on on a computer can do some of these jobs that's making you go to school for four years yeah it's just, it, it's just really like almost becomes a scam to get your money because if you put me or you in the same spot for three to six months if you show us what to do we're going to figure it out. It's not going to take us four yeah. years. It's going to be like, if y'all tell me like, even with, um, you know, like different nursing, different things, of course you got to know like, Hey, this person is dying. You need to know these things. But when it comes to the math and stuff that they put you in, they calculate everything for you already. Like, so they make you learn yeah. how to do all these things. And they like, why at the end of the day, because it's like they calculate it for you, but they don't teach you the things like, about taxes, about loans, about savings account, like the stuff that you should know, they don't teach you. But yeah, all this other stuff, random stuff, they teach you over and over and over. It's crazy. Yeah, it is, and it's one of the things people be talking about the public school system for God knows how long, and um, it kind of just kills creativity. And it's it's no wonder why the creative people kind of like veil off in a way. And kind of do their own thing because it's just not mentally uh, stimulating the brain or even the soul. Yeah. So yeah. like to keep a young, especially a young person engaged, it's 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 a uh, it's extremely hard, especially when you have things you want to do. And you see it all the time with musicians. It's like, I mean, I just did music. Like I ain't paying attention to nothing else. Yeah. I just did. I just wanted just to do music. So. I was cutting, I was doing this, I was doing that. It's because I knew I wanted to do music. Yeah. Or or any or, or anything else that people just like, well, and you see right now where it's like um even in sports with um uh Lonzo Ball with him taking the son out of high school and putting him in like overseas to play to play play overseas in Europe and stuff, because he knew like yo, my son has the talent. Yeah. He's wasting his time in high school right now. Like he he's sec he's sixteen and he's giving these kids over he's giving these grown men overseas twenty something points, yeah. right? He could be making then half a million dollars, right? Like I think I think before he was even in the NBA he had a Lamborghini and that was his money, yeah, yeah. right? And he had yeah. and he had a, a good structure, 
he had people who knew money. Like his father played, even though his father wasn't a great basketball player, but he, he pretty, I'm pretty sure he had a good understanding of, of money structure just because of what he saw and what his and what he saw in um other people who was probably making who's making money, losing money, spending money, saving money, investing in money. So he probably took all of that and taught it to his sons. Yeah. And it's reason why his youngest son was able to be so successful. Yeah, yeah. It's just in, in life you just gotta figure out your route, you know, like, and that's what even with parenting is like, you got to figure out what your kid is into. You can't figure out your idea of what they should be. You got to figure out like, as they grow, what makes them click? Like you said, what mentally stimulates them is like, okay, they like drawing, they like music, like two, three years old, you could kind of start telling like what kind of things they like. And I think you want to elevate them as much as possible, because I think what happens with a lot of young you know especially young black males it's like i'm bored after ninth grade it's like ninth grade you got the nerves like oh wow i'm a ninth grader but then after you get through that year it's like oh well i'm just kind of riding this out for the next yeah. three years and it's hard to stay focused because it's like dog i've been doing this for so long that's when the grades start to slip and that's when that 15 16 dudes start dropping out because they like what am i doing here you know i don't really yeah, care you for this yeah, you, you get this the stimulation is not there. And also, too, when you don't have no real direction, mm-hmm. right? So so if you have, like, if it's, like, for me, like, I knew I wanted to be an architect when I was growing up from, like, before I was in the fifth grade. Like, what's, like, I played with Legos. My father said you should be an architect. I'm like, hey, what is an architect? Somebody that designed buildings. I want to do that. So I always knew I wanted to be an architect. So when I got out of high school, finally went to college, I went to college to be an architect. So a lot of these kids in high school don't know what they want to do. And a lot of times you ask them in a role, you'll hear nursing probably 15 different times, right? It's with women. But with males, it's kind of like it's kind of like loss. Yeah, they don't know. <laughs> you know, they just know they want to make money. They don't really want to make money. What? Yeah. But they don't want to try anything. They just know, like, I want to make money. But Yes. Know. So a lot of times you might hear, like, oh, I just want to go to school for business. But then what? Business, you know, like, like what do you, what do you want to, what do you want to do in business? Because it's it's so big, right? Like, just saying, oh, I want to be a business. Like, it's so many things it goes to, right? So it's just like to kind of want to have, a, like, at least by eighteen, you want to have at least an idea what yeah. in business. Now it could change a thousand different times, but at least you want to have an actual idea. And a lot of these kids, especially young males, just don't. You just don't have an idea. So I, I definitely think if school, um, and, and and not just in school, but like in, in the home too, because you can't just ask your teachers to do everything, like your mother, your father, auntie, uncles, your next door neighbor to ask you how school is. Everybody has to kind of put in to kind of mold this young person's mind right. a little bit. And, and um, yeah, the real village. I think that's one thing that like, yeah, and that's one of the things that like we're we're missing, especially in the black community, um, especially like sometimes like in the inner city because you're so everybody's so busy doing their own thing, and so so I think it's really important to have um, as young as possible direction. Right. right. Now, if your direction changes, if you change that direction, cool, but at least it's still direction. It's like we like Google Maps. It's like you go left because you ain't like that direction, but it still gives you another direction to the point to where you want to get. So I think that's, I think that's really important. It's just to have some type of 
it's us, especially us being the old, older people now, is be able to give the younger people some form of direction. I think that really, I think that really matters. Yeah, and that mentorship, you know, is important because it's like you know a lot of people don't have guidance. And, you know, it's like, and then now with the internet, it's like it's the gift and the curse because everybody's like, oh well, I don't need school. I'll be a YouTuber. I'll just start doing pranks or I'll just start questioning different women on the street and ask some crazy stuff yeah. i'll do this i'll do it but then they realize like oh i did it three times and i ain't got a million views why it's like yeah why? it's not that, yeah. it's not that easy but it's just like everybody has to you know mold and help and show somebody different ways but you know you got to keep that balance so you need some type of money coming in because i watch like earn your leisure is a podcast they talk about a lot of finance and they say look at it as your job is your first investor. So just use the job because nobody wants to stay there. So just use it uh-huh. for the money. It can get you to invest in other things. And also you got to take risks, but you got to take those calculated risks. You got to kind of make it make sense. You got to be like, okay, well, this is more money than I think I want to spend, but it could really lead to something special. But you don't want to put yourself completely in a hole unless you really are putting all your you know, chips on the table and you're really trying to just – Go for it, you know, everybody, but like you said, I love that analogy of, like, we need that direction that, like, if we don't go this way, we can go that way, you know, and I really appreciate, you know, people like your dad, like, as a mentor to me, you know, and your mom gave me game before about stocks and different things, man, you come from a good foundation, and, you know, I think they have that direction, man, you got a good uh, sense of direction behind you. Uh, Thank you. And that also that also helps to give you the courage to yeah. actually do it. Because yeah. sometimes, um, sometimes you may do things for certain reasons, like desperation. Um, sometimes it's just, it's just a want, and sometimes you, sometimes the people in your in, in behind you can give you the courage to yeah. just to, just to go out there and do it. And that's just um, that's really important. Yeah, I said because there's a lot of people who don't have somebody behind them. And who's saying, like, you could do it. Or, like, yeah, why not do it? Like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. And stuff. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, definitely, it's definitely it's definitely, important. It's amazing. So, tell me about that feeling after you cooked up that first batch of your pralines and was like, wow, I think I got something here. You know, because, like you said, when you're older and you're trying to figure it out and you're trying to figure it out and you're working jobs and you're working jobs and you quit a job and you have a job, but then you finally found something like I found this podcast. I like photography, different things. I'm like, all right, I think I could do something with that. But how does it feel when you finally messing around with something? You find an idea you kind of like, and you finally got it right. How did it feel when it was like, oh man, I think I could turn this into something? Uh, well, I think for me, it might take a minute, um, cause um. I just I kept thinking about it. I kept thinking about it. Like I think I have something. I think I have something. But like um I wasn't like jumping up and down and stuff yet. Yeah. So I met, I was working at J. Crew and um my business partner, he was working there at the same time. And one of the things that he does, he helps people uh build businesses. So he he connects people. Like he, you need a graphic guy, I got a graphic guy. You need a numbers guy, I got a numbers guy. You need a photographer, I got a photographer. Like he just links he just links people together and, and help and helps them helps them to uh develop businesses uh, specifically uh black people just because he felt like um a lot of black people didn't have the know-how or the resources 
So specifically, he wanted to help black people. So I talked to him, like, hey, man, I think I got a product, uh, for some pralines. I think it could be something. The first thing he said was bring it in. And um, if it tastes good, then we could do something. So I came in with a Ziploc bag of uh, pralines. He had some. He was like, yo, this is good. We could definitely do something. And uh, this and the rest of the people in the store had tried them. And he was like, no, these are really good. These are good. And when when they said that, that that's what kind of like like in the back of my head it was like, oh, I think I might have something. Like before, it was like, I think I got something. But it's different when like your mother say this is good, you know, right. <laughs> your auntie like, oh, no, nah, these, these it's different. But when you have people that you don't know or you only know them through work, like Danny, you could barely remember any names, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yo, these are these are good. And it's just like, okay, okay. Because now y'all are like actual, I'm talking about like possibly my actual customers in the future. So then it's like, okay, people are liking this. Nobody in the store said these don't taste good. So it's just like, all right, now we can start really talking about packaging. We can start talking about numbers. We can really start talking. And then that's when it started really to feel good. And then when I did my... Um, when I did my first event, well, what I used to do is I used to set up uh, before COVID, I used to go to Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and set up a table by the train station, play some music, and just um, and just and to sell my product. I think in four days I made over four hundred dollars, and it was one one bag was six bucks, other bag was four dollars. And that's when, even even when I did the thing for Old Tobacco, um, it was cool. It was cool, but when I did that, and I actually had people giving me money, and I was just like, "Yo, it's official. This is this this is official. I got the bag. I got I got everything I need. I barely had a nutrients label, and people were still buying. People, and I was just like, "Yo, this is now when you when you could feel the cash in your hand and not just hear the positivity, but." People paying any money with literally where the mouth is because they actually like the product. That's when it was just like, because I guess for me it took levels. Yeah. It was just like, oh no, these are good. Other people trying them, but I didn't know. Like, no, these are really good. People giving me money now, and it was just like, because once people start giving you money for something, it's just like, all right, I have something. I I I for sure have something. And I think at that moment, and me counting the money, realizing how much money I made in four days. And it wasn't just like, oh, I was just out there for three hours. No, I was out there 10 hours, sun up to sun down and stuff. Even when the sun was down, I had two or three bags. I was just like, yo, let me see if I can get these three bags off. Like, I know I can get these three bags off. Right. And that was that, that was that feeling. That was that part when I realized it was just like, yo, I have something. And then the next week when people coming to me saying, hey, I was looking for you last week. I didn't see you. That's when it was just like, yo, Kareem, you you got something. You right. you take this to the next level. You have something. That is so that's how that's kind of was for me. It's kind of like different levels for me. That is and everybody's that different. Is. You know, some people some people make one sale and be like, I got it. I got it. I'm about to be in here. Some people just have somebody who, who they don't know try it and it's like, oh, I got it. All I got to do is get the right bag, get the right marketing. So that's kind of how it was for me. It was just, just levels. Cause I don't like to get too excited. Right. 
So I like kind of like get the positivity, make the adjustments, get the positivity, make the adjustments and stuff. So for me, for me personally, it just took multiple multitude of different levels. And each level got better and better. The, the reaction I got just got better and better. So it just made me feel better and better, just giving me the energy, the courage, the willpower to keep to keep going further and further. So that's, yeah, so that's kind of how it was for me. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. And I love what you're saying because we're older guys. So it's like you don't give us just a, like one person say, oh, this is great. It's like, nah, man. I've been doing this life thing for a little minute now. It's like I need yeah. more than like, oh, it's good. I need confirmation, and the confirmation comes yeah. from more people liking it. Even when I was doing pictures, when I do the podcast, like you said, it's very relatable for me. It's like when it's somebody in your family is like, oh, I love it. It's like, okay, cool. You're supposed to say that. But like when other people is like, yo, you got something that's pretty dope, and you keep hearing it and keep hearing it, and you trust people's opinions on it, you're like, oh, wow, well. I need something. I think I got something. But then the yeah. other part kicks in is the consistency. Like you said, it's like, hey, I didn't see you last week. You know, people want to see you. They want to see more of it. And I think that's where a lot of people like our age fall short. It's because it's like, you know, you've been dealing with life for so long. And then you're like, oh, well, dog, that was just a fluke. That was just last week. And you just kind of give up. So it's really something about, like you said, adjusting, figuring out positivity, adjusting, and you got to keep it going. But, you know, in life, anything good, I always use artists like the Jay-Z's, the Beyonce's, anybody. If you know their stories, they weren't hot fresh out the gate. They didn't have the hits fresh out the gates. But then you look at them now <clears throat> and you're like, whoa, man, these three people are bigger than life now. Yeah, you like 37 hits later. Yeah, yeah. But in, the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning, you know, nobody knew what reasonable doubt was from Jay-Z. Jay-Z was 26. Like, people in rap, like, 18, 19, you know, so he was 26. Yeah. Beyonce was with a group. They're like, oh, most group people, when they go solo, it don't go that great. You know, like, and then that's what you realize in life. Anything worth having and anything really great it takes a little minute. You don't want the like quick pop, like oh man, because nah, it falls off. You don't quickly. It falls quickly. off, and also too, it's kind of like a uh, fake reassurance. Yeah, a little bit because you could be really, really hot, super quick, right? And if you don't make the proper adjustments to keep that level of hotness, it it'll go because people people get bored quick, and you see it all the time. You see yeah. toys, gigapets, uh. Social media fads, yep. like how quick did I create thing come and go, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's, it's crazy. So it's things, just, things just come and go. But to be longevity takes time. It takes work. You know what I'm saying? You, you got it. Got to stew in a pot for a little bit. Yeah, you right. Right, even though you look in the pot like, oh, it smells good, but the OG's like, nah, it's not ready though. Yeah. It's not ready. Yeah, they, they, they it's sick. It's sick all day long, but. You know, that's a beautiful analogy I think about in life is that you got to just, you got to work at it. And to get to a higher level, a higher state, you know how to adjust, you know how to do better. But when you get something so quick and so fast, even like a hit song, the only one way to go is down. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. you got a song that took over the world and everybody's doing it and everybody's like, oh, wow, this is amazing. So when it's time for number two to come out it can't live up to that most of the time. Because yeah, like, and, and sometimes that happens a lot. You know, like, the number the number two hit, 
it's not like oh it was it was cool but it wasn't it wasn't like the number one they didn't have the summer yeah. like how, how how the first one had the summer last year yeah, and, yeah. It, and it and it happens because sometimes and also too sometimes those artists and they get people in, in their head like yo you got to put out another one hey we need something we need something the, the other songs is starting to, it's not getting the same views you need something instead of taking the time to find the right people to make that right song it's like i right, let me see what i can get yeah. real quick and it's just yeah. like nah it wasn't it it's it wasn't only, it only one way to go man man yeah man but your story is amazing your journey is amazing i know we could talk all day but i definitely, definitely. want to get uh the guy uh, that you was talking about that likes to help people out, does he have a social or a website or anything like that? Um, yeah, I have to give you, um, after this, I have to give you his, 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 um, oh, yeah, we his information. Put it in afterwards and stuff like that. And also, once again, uh, your website and the Instagram for people watching. Oh, so remember my product is Pralines. My name is Kareem. They say Reem for short. So Reem's Pralines. R e a m s p r a l i n e s dot com, just like the Instagram, Reams Pralines. So as you type it up, I'll pop, I'll pop right up. So please check me out, and uh, I appreciate whoever checks me out. Even if you don't follow me, just take a look. You just take time out your day just to look. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then you know, my last thing I do when I get out of here, speak it to existence. Uh, for you speaking to existence, where will you be this time next year, next August? What's your business? Uh, next August, I should have two, three more flavors. I should be two, three more states, and Brooklyn should be my city. As far as Brooklyn will be the praline city, and everybody and the mothers should know. So hopefully, my my goal is to get into sporting events. I want to be in Yankee Stadium, Mets Stadium, uh, uh, the Barclays Center, Madison Square Garden. Uh, also, too, I'm trying to I'm trying to be in hotels, motels, um, especially. But yeah, that's those are my goals for next year: is to be in other states and to be in um, obviously grocery stores. But I really want to be in and in get into hotels, and I really want to get into sporting events also. So those are those are really my goals for. Uh, I think the store thing I could do that. It's not. I'm in the store right now. So that's just just doing the footwork. So I know I could do that, but I really want to be in the sporting events. I want people. I want people to go to Yankee Stadium, pick up a bag of pralines. I want people to go to the Barclay game, see Kyrie, Kevin Durant, while eating my bag of pralines. So that those are like specific goals. Like I really want to conquer it by next year. All right, and this is recorded. <laughs>